This episode is brought to you by Rough Trade Gear, located on Sunset Boulevard in Los Angeles and on Arenas Road in Palm Springs. Your favorite place for leather, fetish, gear, and accessories. Check out roughtradegear.com to find the hottest looks. Welcome to Leather 101. I'm your host, Doug Milliken. Mr. Regiment 2024. The Mr. Los Angeles Leather Contest is hosted by the Los Angeles Leather Coalition. In 1999, the LALC obtained the Mr. Los Angeles Leather Contest from a local bar owner and has been holding it ever since. LALC produces the largest leather gathering on the West Coast with an entire week of events all over Los Angeles County showing off the diversity of the city. Mr. L.A. Leather is a regional contest with up to 12 local men representing various clubs, bars, and organizations, the winner of which will go on and compete for International Mr. Leather. In today's episode, we talk to Colin McDougall. He is currently Mr. Los Angeles Leather 2023. He is Mr. Regiment 2023. He's a freelance producer for television and film and big budget podcasts. Colin talks about growing up with Jesus, his childhood friend Brian, everyone's favorite gay Aunt Hillary, being Mr. Regiment and Mr. Los Angeles Leather, as well as competing at International Mr. Leather. We also talk about advocacy, refusing to be unseen, fire, furries, puppies, packs, parties, ice jocks, and all sorts of shenanigans in Leatherland. There's even a special guest. Let's get started. We're reco- oh, we're recording. Huzzah! We are now recording. Huzzah. Yes. Oh my god, how very the great of you. Huzzah. Hello, medievalist. I mean, Absolutely. yeah, I forget. Love. Let me just turn my do not disturb on so my phone doesn't oh. fucking annoy Crap. me. Yeah, let me do that too. Do not disturb, bitch. It, it's not like I, I ever get text messages or anything, ever. I, You know what? These phones are so terrible. I'm turning you over, bitch. All right, and then I gave myself notes when I did a test with my friend Marvin that I constantly was doing this. Drinking your Starbucks. But out of a cup. So you heard a lot more. <laughs> and he's like, and then also. <sighs> Ooh. Yeah. Um, apparently I breathe please, a lot. Please call him. I'm a very, too. I'm a breather. <laughs> You're a mouth breather. <laughs> well, like I've been, I've been very nasal lately. I, I think it's way too many men I've been making out with at all I mean, these events. That, events, darling. That's true. All of the events. Okay. All so, the people to kiss. All the events. Colin McDougall is currently Mr. L.A. Leather. He's Mr. Regiment 2023. He's a freelance producer for television and film. I want to say Los Angeles Leather. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, sorry. Okay. Because Los uh, because, Angeles. Well, because, because people don't know what L.A. is. Well, no, because people thought that I was Mr. Louisiana Leather Whoa. once. And I was like, well, I mean, I've been there a lot of time in life, but like... I don't know if I represent them right now. You know what I'm loving is that I can't hear the clicks. I'll probably hear them on the recording, but... I mean, there's a lot of people that are into... Uh, what's that called? Don't say it. Don't say it. Gay SMR, whatever it is. Yeah. ASMR. Gay SMR is such... That needs to be like a... needs to be a hashtag. Gay SMR. I mean, that would pretty much just be like... No, Yeah, that's exactly what it would be. All right. Very good. Wait, All have right. we broken the ice yet? Okay, here's the icebreaker. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, well, so here's wait, the icebreaker. Wait, but hey, be wait. gentle with it. 
I'm always gentle. You know what I refer to myself as? As Please. a comfort top. <gasps> that way, you know, when people are like, I don't get fucked that often. Or it's been years. That's my favorite. These older too. guys, they're like, I haven't get fucked for years. And I'm like, daddy, it's going to be just fine. Yeah. I ain't going to hurt you. You're like, let me show you what a shower shot is, and then we'll talk. Although I will say one of my favorite um, moments in my entire life was when I was fucking this guy. I was younger. And he literally was like, ow, and like leapt off of the couch. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I didn't How know I could line. do that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I was really proud of myself, actually. Okay. So here's, you're going to a celestial dinner party, or rather you're having a celestial dinner party, and you get the opportunity to invite any three guests, living or dead, real or fictional. And now who would you invite and what would you serve? Obviously, the answer for serving is cake. Cakes. Let them eat cake. Cake of cakes. Yes. Cake of cakes. No, um, oh God. You know what? It's so crazy whenever people... I should have known that this was going to be a question, because <laughs> this is a question that I would have come up with, but I, I don't know. So the three people I would say would be... Hmm. I would say Robin Williams would be one of them. Oh. Yeah, may he rest. R.I.P. Um, I used to look a lot like him when I was younger. I was actually just talking about this morning how... Uh, the last time I shaved my beard all the way off was because uh, Flubber was 21 years old. And so I thought, hey, this reference is old enough to get into a bar. And I used to look so much like Robin Williams. And so I cut off all of my facial hair and like bought this like uh, like leather um, like scientist thing. No, it was like a scientist. Uh, what are those things? Called? Apron, like a scientist oh, okay. apron. And I was so excited and I cut off my beard and realized that I look like my incredible lesbian aunt Hillary. <laughs> but was, <laughs> did she also look like Robin Williams? Apparently she does. Wow, um, because science. And yeah, cause of, you know, genetics. Um, but I cried and did not leave my house for two weeks. Because um, you looked like a lesbian or because? Well, no, because I, I just wasn't expecting what I found under my beard. I was oh. like, oh my God, this is who I am. Sans beard. Yeah. But that's almost like saying, well, these are my bones. Yeah. Like we are our bones, but we are our flesh and we are what we project on top of it too. Well, mine's just mostly beard then. Okay. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we got Robin Williams. Robin Williams. And then I would say... Uh, right now, like living, I would say, I mean, I would invite you. I feel like that's oh, that is a real that's answer. That's the nicest answer. I would really invite you. I feel like you are somebody who, when you're around, like we always just nonstop talk. Like mm. we cannot stop talking. So I feel like that's really great because sometimes I just need to listen. I'm and talking right now. Are you? I'm talking. Wait, what'd you say? I'm talking right now. Okay, thank you. <laughs> um, and then I think that the third person would be. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like it should be somebody. Oh, wait, could they be fictional? As yes, well? they can be fictional. Ursula also. the Sea Witch. Ursula. I mean, Ooh. tentacle porn. Yes, totally. Um, I I think she would be so much fun. Um, but would okay? What would you serve? See, I mean, is, I, I just said cakes. I know, but it could be Ursula crab cakes is there. too. Okay. See, I mean, I can throw it. that in. I I love the crab cakes. Sometimes that's just what saves the party. Is a crab cake. Crab. Also, I don't I don't eat meat. I just eat fish, so You know fish is meat, right? Well yeah, it's flesh. But like I don't I eat know what you're saying. Fine, what I know I'm pescatarian. <laughs> I'm so LA now I you're have like so, a dietary. You're so Louisiana. I'm so Louisiana. Yeah. <laughs> or lower Alabama. That's okay. what we call the south of Alabama is LA. I love it. So we are speaking with Colin McDougal. He is currently Mr. Los Angeles Leather. 
He is Mr. Regiment 2023. He is a freelance producer for television and film and big budget podcasts. Welcome, Colin. Thank you. Thank you so Son. much for being here. Aw, thanks, Daddy. Um, so in this episode, we'll talk about Colin's leather journey and whatever other garbage we can think about. So question, where did you grow up? Well, um, I grew up kind of everywhere. My dad was in the Navy. My mom and dad got divorced when I was about one years old or one year old. Um, and so I moved everywhere. I went to 16 different schools before I graduated high school. Uh, I lived all over the place. I spent a lot of my matriculation in the South. So Arkansas, Alabama, um, that was kind of like my yo-yo places. Um, and I graduated high school and college in Alabama. So I kind of call Alabama home. Oh, amazing. Now, what did you want to be when you grew up? <laughs> I wanted to be an actor <laughs> because I was a loud, rambunctious gay guy. Like, of I, of course, wanted Sassy. to be. Sassy. Were you a theater, a theater child? I was definitely a theater gay. Like, if you've ever been to my karaoke, you've heard me sing lots of the theater music. Um, yeah, I, I wanted to be an actor. Uh, I went to a Grease theatrical showing um, at a theater in some tiny town in Arkansas called Bryant... It's right next to Benton, though, which is where Walmart is from. Oh, but not like, oh, I'm thinking Denton. You know, Denton, Texas. Oh, yeah, not Denton. Okay, where like shock treatment is. Yeah, made. not that. Okay. Not that. Not okay. that. Would, that would have been hilarious. Uh, but no. Um, uh, God, what was his name? Um, who played uh, Dick Van Dyke? Was Dick Van Dyke? Jerry Van Dyke. Okay. <laughs> Jerry Van Dyke, Dick Van Dyke's brother. Oh, yeah. Isn't he? Wasn't he sort of hot? I think. Um, or was he? It, he was remember. on like he was on like wings. He had like a whole. He had like a. a fan oh wait, base. was he the larger he, he gentleman? Was, you almost said fat. Yes, I. Hey, he was the fat brother. I can say that anyway. <laughs> and if you don't know why I can say that, wait for the next episode. Um, okay, so so yes, he was the bigger brother, um, and he had um, he had his wife was from this tiny town in Arkansas, and they had a theater. And they showed Grease. And it was the first time I think I ever saw two guys kiss in public. And I was with my mom. I must have been about 13 or 14 years old. And I was so excited to be an actor. And I asked my mom afterwards if we could stay so I could meet Jerry Van Dyke. She said, yeah. I was like, okay. So we go. I'm like surprised she let me since two guys kissed. And we didn't like, I wasn't burst into flame or something. And you were 13. I was, yeah. Um, and so I go and talk to him and I told him that I wanted to be an actor. And he said, kid, don't do it. <laughs> and I was like, what? And he was like, it's a terrible business. Never go. <laughs> and so like from that moment on, I was like, do I want to be an actor? And then... I kept so thank you Jerry Van Dyke because Aww. you convinced me I didn't need to be in front of the camera that I'd be much better behind the camera. Well, Hollywood is made up by so many people and so many different things, and you can be a very creative person and not necessarily. No one can know who you are, but you made that movie. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is being Mr. Los Angeles Leather, being Mr. Regiment, is kind of the first time people have ever seen me on social media. I mean, I have spent the past seven-ish years traveling all over the globe I barely posted anything it felt um I don't know boastful and I'm not a person that likes to be boastful and so I mean coming from where I came from it's it seemed weird to be able to you know post from Norway and Greece and Italy I mean I spent so much time uh, in my previous relationship in Italy and I maybe posted twice a year wow 
Um, and so like this idea now of being in the public eye was a really big, I don't know, emotional and physical change for me. Well, I think for a lot of people, the public, you know, persona can be very scary. Also, if you're from the Midwest or the South or, or a place where, again, that whole, as you said, the boastfulness, people look poorly on that, whereas everybody in Los Angeles is constantly Instagramming themselves and showing all their tits and bits. Tune like into my podcast. Just kidding. Just, tits and bits? Is it tits, tits and bits? Tits bits <laughs> would actually be a really good <laughs> podcast. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back, Shameless plug. Back to tits and bits. So when did you know that you were, you know, a gay? <gasps> oh my God. Obviously before 13 because you were all enjoying Jerry Twitter Van Dyke. Yeah. Um, Okay, so when did I know that I was gay? Um, so I grew up in very, 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 very religious. I wasn't able to listen to secular music. Um, I didn't get to watch a lot of TV. I wasn't allowed to read Harry Potter. Um, Did, was it because they said this is like witchcraft? Oh, yeah. Well, it is witchcraft. I, I, I mean, it's literally, <laughs> like, that's literally what it is. Son, but, have but, you read it? I know. But, okay, I'm going to say this. Sorry. I know this is your story right now. But I remember when I was an undergrad and – uh, one of my professors, Laura Bush, if you're listening, this is about you. One of my professors out, said to me, yeah, thanks, Laura. She said, oh, I think there's this book that you should read. I think you would you would uh, do very well with it. And it's Harry Potter. And, I mean, I was a medieval scholar. So, um, anyway, uh, I was just shocked at all of these moms, like, you know, um, boycotting Harry Potter because of witchcraft. And mm -hmm. I'm like what's wrong with this? This is an amazing story about a child. And, and anyway. Yeah. So growing up. No, I mean, it makes sense. My shout out again to my lesbian aunt Hillary, uh, who I will be seeing at Thanksgiving very soon. Um, but hi, Hillary. Hi, Hillary. Um, aunt Hill. She's the best. Uh, but she actually was obsessed with Harry Potter. Obsessed. 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 Can we just have like a ba -ba -ba -bow? obsessed? <laughs> obsessed. Um, yeah, she was. I like that. She was obsessed with Harry Potter uh, and tried to convince me to read it behind my mom's back, um, and I I didn't because I was too good of a kid. Did you say she was the lesbian aunt? Bow, 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 bow. Yes, <laughs> I had a lesbian aunt too. It's amazing. Um, her name was Aunt Connie. Oh, I missed you, Aunt Connie. Anyway, here's to lesbian aunts. I mean, we all need them. Yeah, if you seriously. don't have one, find one. They will. I mean, they will find you, honestly. If you if you need one, just say lesbian aunt three times in a row and turn around six times and you will find one. It's like Candyman, except not that scary. Yeah, a little less scary. I don't know. My Aunt Hill can like <laughs> put me in my place with like one single look. Anyway, so Aunt Hill loved Harry Potter um, and tried to get me to read it. I was super, super religious. I started the first Bible study in my middle school. Um, I went. I was the best camper of the year runner-up in the First Assembly of God statewide church camp. You won a pageant in church camp, I sure bitch. did, girl. <laughs> bitch! <laughs> I really did. I mean, just saying, you know, I, I love how I'm like, I don't like being in front of the camera, but I'm like, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to be the best. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, I mean, I really did a lot of things. I... I read the Bible back to front twice. Um, it, I was just very, very committed to what I thought was the best thing to do for the world around me. Um, and that led to a lot of, of issues. Um, 
actually, wait, what was the question? I think the question was, <laughs> how did you know you were first? Oh, first gay. A okay. homo. Okay, so uh, we also, uh, I t- said that I wasn't able to listen to secular music, but I did listen to a lot of church music. And so I went to a lot of like church uh, like band things with the church. And then I also was in the church choir. Is there obviously. a hot priest coming up? Well, well, no, but there's, it's, it's sexier than that. Um, so I went on a church choir trip and on these church tri- choir trips, you stay in host family houses. And I was at a host family house and there, the son who was like our age uh, where we were staying, they had this gigantic house and it was like huge rich people house. Mm. And at that point in time, I'm pretty sure I lived in a trailer. So I was like all around like, oh, yay. Like, this is so cool. He had his own gym connected to his Are bedroom. Are you kidding Not me? kidding. He was like 14. Fuck him. Whatever his name was. I know. Um, I don't remember. Let's call him Bobby. I feel like they're all Thanks, Bobby. Bobby. Fucking Bobby. Anyway, so uh, Bobby asked for me and the hottest guy in our church group to spend the night in his bedroom. <laughs> Of course he did. Of course he did. <laughs> 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 um, and so, yeah, I I slept in bed with him. And then there was that, like... Wait, did you... Yeah. More. I mean, okay, so, like, sexy guy was, like, asleep on the other side of the bed. And... Was this, Bobby in the middle? Bobby was in the middle. Because, obviously, he wanted the best of both worlds. Um, oh, and God. in the middle of the night, he just kind of reached over and, like, started stroking. Yes. My back. Yes. Obviously, like, I was boned up from, like, the beginning of walking into his gym bedroom. Um, and so I actually sucked his dick. It was the first time I'd ever Aww. sucked dick. You were and 13 or 12 or? Th- uh, th- 14. Oh, wow. Actually, going into 15, I might have been 15 at this point. She was 14. Going, going on 37. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. Uh, I like literally can still remember the taste. Oh my god! Like, swear it to God, was that good. it was, it was a that salty. Good. It was like I remember going to brush my teeth in the morning and being like, "I don't even want to eat breakfast because wow. this is so good." Hey, um, note for listeners: Colin practices great hygiene, even at age fourteen. After sucking a dick, he knows to brush his teeth. I mean, there's that. Also, hygiene. Uh, I'm very much on the spectrum of like not like. Scent play is not my thing, and hygiene is very important. Fabulous. In case you ever want to come at me. <laughs> um, okay, so so yeah, that actually that's when I knew like it kind of like the first time I had actually physically done anything because all of the rest of the times I was like I can pray this away myself. Mm-hmm. I can do that. I will do all the acts that it takes in order for me to not go to hell. Right. In order for me to you know not get sent to a conversion camp. And, was that was that really in your oh, in your thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. But you were thinking about that. Like oh sending myself? No, no, no I was no. terrified I mean, that my family was going to. Wow. Absolutely. Um and like you've seen Boy Erased, the movie, correct? Yes. Okay, so like that was that like pretty much my life like and it's based in arkansas the like writers from there it, that's what it really was like then wow um and still is now that was being... the russell crowe movie right the most recent yes. yeah wait i think it was, was russell crowe right? yeah i mean anything russell crowe is a hot dad in, i have to watch I mean, okay. it's the only reason i watched it actually but i'm glad yes i mean it was very very representative um and it was it's really cool that there are now pieces that are coming out that are like you know gaining acclaim throughout a bunch of different audiences that show like what I went through and like my experiences is valid and hopefully doesn't have to happen forever. Um, but yeah, so directly after that, (laughs) um, I never saw that guy again. 
rest in peace, Bobby. I hope you're good. Yeah. I mean, maybe not rest in peace. Rest in rubbing guys' backs. Yeah. Um, Go, okay. Bobby. Go, Bobby. Um, and I have a similar story, but it's not for right now. And, and anyway, yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't I, know that this is where that was going to go. But wait, the 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 like bad part about it is that there ended up being a like another stop along the route where um, there was a like truth or dare thing because you know, guys, bo- boys are always trying to play truth or dare with each mm-hmm. other, and then be like, "No homo, I just put it in my mouth." No, <clears throat> okay, so. Um, <laughs> So I got dared to go into the bathroom with this guy. Remember his name, but we'll not say it out loud. Ooh. Why? Uh, is he somebody we might know? I mean, who knows? I don't know if oh he's my in the community God. or if he's married and has 12 kids now. Tom Smith. Tom Smith. Yeah. At gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, no. Uh, but yeah, he... So I went into... We were dared to do a seven minutes in heaven thing in a bathroom in a hotel. And so we went. But like, we just talked. Like, it wasn't even Aww. like a physical thing. Um, but but you both went in there because you were dared, and yes. it was sort of like a homo dare. Yeah, and everybody thought you might be like doing stuff, but they were all terrified, and yet, of course, no. probably interested. They weren't terrified. They actually created an entire narrative in which we did do something, no. and then there are all these rumors that spread everywhere about how I had hooked up with this guy. I almost said his name. Oh. Um, <laughs> Tom at, Smith. Tom Smith at gmail.com, Yahoo <laughs> AOL at, at gmail.it. Um, <laughs> oh. Oh, uh, no. So, Tommaso Smith, though. <laughs> so, uh, so this person did not, like, they were terrified. Uh, they were like, no, it never didn't happen. But then everybody thinks it happened more, right? Uh, so my youth pastor pulled me aside, and I had, like, Oh, shit, I forgot this was all, like, church land. Yeah, church land. Um, so my, my church youth pastor pulled me aside. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I also taught children's church. Like, literally, I'm, I am that person. I've always been that person that's mm-hmm. like, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do all of it yeah. in every way possible. Um, all the things, darling. All of the things. Uh, and so he pulled me aside and was like, Colin. Don't you like Rihanna Bell and Brittany Lassiter? Oh my Shout out god! To both of you, because I still know both of you. And we still talk. Um, and I was like, "Yeah, I like them." And he was like, "But do you like like them?" And this was like in a it was like in a church. And sanctuary. you're like 15 too. I'm He's trying to get 15. you to screw these girls. No, well, kind of, yeah, but also more like uh, spotlight on you. Jesus is watching. <gasps> um, and it was just the two of us. And I was like, yeah, I like like them. And he was like, well, there's this rumor that you and Tom Smith at gmail.it <laughs> <laughs> uh, did this thing. And like, what should we think about that? And I like, I thought that God was punishing me. Because I had done this thing with, quote unquote, Bobby. And so I admitted to it. I said <gasps> that I had oh done something that I hadn't done. Because I was like, well, God obviously is punishing me for doing this thing that I, I'm now going to get a hell for. So I have to repent somehow. So this is my repentance. Like, I'm just going to say I did do this thing. Mm-hmm. Which led to me getting yanked from the choir mm-hmm. on the choir tour. The stop before my uncle's church. <sighs> Um, and me having to pretend like I had laryngitis so that that way my uncle didn't know what was happening. Whenever I got home from this choir tour. Laryngitis from sucking too much dick. Right. That's clarity laryngitis. <laughs> um, is that a real thing? I don't know. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I, I got, I get home and, um, I go to church and then after church, my mom and stepdad get pulled to the side. Um, and I'm like playing and not paying attention. We go out to eat 
at like Pizza Inn in small town Arkansas. And then we come home and my mom tells me that we need to go on a ride. And so she took me out to this lake where we have our family reunions and we're walking around the lake and I'm like, is everything okay? And she says, so pastor, I could say his name, fine, whatever. I hope there's no retaliation on him, but pastor Brian. <gasps> With a gonna, Y. We're not going to say if it was a Y or an I, uh, but pastor, y. <laughs> pastor Brian um, pulled us aside and told us what happened um and i kind of just stopped in my tracks and she was like are you gay and i panicked and said no i'm i'm not gay like something happened and like i can pray about it and like we all sin and granted remember like i've read the bible twice and like so i can state scripture at that point in time um and my mom hadn't at that point in time read the Bible, so she was relying wholly on the pulpit. Um, and so I, you know, gave her some verses of like, well, this is where this says this, and like, I'm working on it, and we're nobody's perfect. And, you know, a really well thought out 15 year old version of scrubbing my own existence mm, out of yeah. place. Um, and then she told me that she couldn't have a gay son. Um, and I said, well, I'm not gay. And she said, I don't know if that's true. And I said, okay. So we got back in the car. We got home. And then she told me I needed to pack a bag and leave. So I did. I just left. What did you do? I was homeless for a bit. Um, and luckily, my Aunt Anne, shout out to Aunt Anne, who's living with Aunt yes, Hillary, but not a lesbian, uh, came and saved me. She came and she drove over from Alabama to Arkansas and picked me up and brought me over. Um, I was too ashamed to even tell my dad. Um, I thought that I was going to have to like relive all of those feelings again. Um, it was, it was tough um, being pushed out. I mean, I was like a straight A student. I was on honor roll. Um, I, and like, even today, I struggle with like a large part of my codependency, which is something that I'm currently working on through Codependence Anonymous. Shout out if you want to go. There's lots of places for you to talk to people. Uh, CODA, Codependence Anonymous. Um, but it's, it's really hard to realize that it doesn't matter what you do. That doesn't define you. It matters who you are. And like, you can't love something away from somebody you can't love something into somebody you can't force them to do this you can't based on your actions get something in return from somebody you just have to be you and hope that that person that is hopefully like in your life for a long period of time is willing to to be there absolutely that was a long answer you know jesus <clears throat> Thank you to all of the wonderful aunties in the world. Yes. I had one. Yours, I'm very happy that you had those. So let's take a break. Okay. <laughs>
always hit record. The producer have, says always hit record. The producer you is can, right, and I just did. You yeah. can, we, we were just going through a bit on accident about how I'm currently drinking a, a pineapple-flavored seltzer that is not a sponsor but should be because it is – I'm going to say words that are kind of like it. It is gray talon. Gray talent. Gray talent. Gray talent. Seltzer. <laughs> um, sounds great. Sounds great. It's really nice. It's very sounds refreshing. Like, yeah. Wait very one nice. second. Let me just. <laughs> okay. Wait. I have to do it now too. Yeah. 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 Oh, yours was smaller. Mine. Sorry. Mightier. I don't have. You have a, a giant lip. I do All have right. a big lip. So we're back. All right, Colin. So let's go back to the beginning of Leatherland. <gasps> so you were. You are Mr. Regiment 2023. Yes. You are currently Mr. Los Angeles Leather, and you competed in International Mr. Leather. Thank you. Otherwise known as IML. So tell me about, like, how did you get into this? Uh, <laughs> how, did I, how did I get into this? Um, what did I get myself into? No. Yeah, um, seriously. Okay, so I got into this uh, leather land, as you call it. It's actually a really beautiful way of putting it. Um, I got into the leather family on accident. I had just gone through a divorce. I swear to God, I won't be like all like, oh, I'm sad. <laughs> um, but I just got, had gone through a divorce, which was very like life-changing for me. Um, and I was back in Los Angeles for the first time in a long time, full-time. And I started running into people. I actually ran into a previous title holder who was a Mr. Sister. Um, and we started doing the dirty things together. And I thought that his leather was, I actually think their pronouns are he. Um, I, I started like asking him about like, hey, what's this about? And he took me to my first warehouse party in Los Angeles. Um, where I did not touch anyone and was like terrified the entire time. You were terrified of sex, Mr. 13-year-old blowjob? I know, right? Um, <laughs> I mean, there was also a very large point in time where I was monogamous and pretty much celibate oh, because I, I didn't it. have sex. Um, so, so yeah, I was a little bit overwhelmed by this person because also they're incredible and a little overwhelming. Um, shout out. Actually, Marpa. Love you, Marpa. Um, shout out. Shout out. Um, and... He was like, yeah, this this whole world. And he showed he said something about someone being his cousin or nephew or something in the whole title world. And I had no idea what he was talking about. And I was like, okay. And then he was like, it's kind of like drag queens. And I was like, uh, okay. Like the house of this and yes, the house of that. Exactly. Um, and and that's the first ever like pin drop of like what this world was. Um, he helped me like pick out some leather. I went to leather pride, uh, in Palm Springs. I had an incredible time. And then I went on this like cross country road trip directly from there. Um, and then flew over to Europe and then flew back and then drove back cross country. Um, and, and I actually was in Germany at one point in that. And so there was like a lot of fun sexual experiences and some not so fun sexual experiences. Um, but I get back and I'm settling into LA and I literally, I, I met a guy because of a Zippo lighter as one. Does. You needed a light. I needed a light. Um, <laughs> and as one does, as one does need to get lit occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and so, uh, that ended up being my first puppy and then Aww. my first puppy 
introduced me to a bunch of people through Eagle LA. Um, and then one of them was at that point in time, a title holder. Uh, and we got really close. We started dating. Uh, it was a whirlwind romance. Uh, it was, it burned very, very hot, very, very fast. Um, and I went from Colin who to where are you going? Uh, where are you going to be? Uh, are you going to go with us to this thing? Are you going to that thing? And then it was nonstop, like 24 seven, uh, fun parties and, um, you know, raising money for this and raising money for that and, you know, raising tents, pitching tents <laughs> and rubbing tents, um, <laughs> tent poles. Um, it just was, it was fun mm-hmm. and it was intoxicating. And, um, during that time, um, I, I'm no longer with that person. Uh, and it was really, really tough there were some really tough lessons to learn during that point in my life. Um, and that is actually when I being Colin and doing everything, doing uh, all the things, doing all the things. Um, I ran for Mr. Regiment. Um, we all know how that turned out. Thanks daddy. <laughs> a lineage. Everyone should have a lineage. That's right. Um, I have the best one. Oh, um, so yeah, I won Mr. Regiment and then, um, immediately started going into the community i decided that sex positivity is something that is beautiful um it's also it could be like a really dark shade filled world but it could also be this like source of incredible people to go out and make a difference because for me when i was like doing this whole like what is leather google um i was like oh well the leatherman during the AIDS epidemic were like the loudest. They like stood up, they fought, they refused to be unseen. They like held their, you know, leather gloves in the air and like screamed at capitals. And I I just thought that there was something so beautiful about physically being able to wear who you were on the outside of your body and be like, this is who I am. I'm wearing this because I like to have sex with men. I like to do it in a way that you probably don't understand. And I'm not going to shut up. And so I was like, well, that's the leather world I I thought was still here. Amen. I hope it's still here. Um, And so I was like, you know what? Advocacy. That's that's what my heart is. I want to like do good things. I want to make the world a better place. Um, I mean, I can only do that in my own way, but I was like, okay, so I got an opportunity to like work with this organization and that organization, and then I got to, because your title grandfather had dated somebody who worked at the LA LGBT Center, yes. um, I was approached by an amazing human, shout out again to Robert Gamboa. Oh. Loved me some Robert Gamboa. <coughs> oh my God, did you choke on his dick? That, sorry. Um <laughs> Um, by the way, uh, if anybody was at this year's Mr. Regiment contest, they will remember the video with Robert Yamboa. And he was the one joking. He was, he, anyway, we love you, Robert. <laughs> love you, Robert. Everybody loves Robert. Everybody does love Robert. Um, so Robert's amazing and uh, also like uh, a pillar of being sober in the uh, like gay leather space. Um, and he hasn't really gone back to the leather space because it was connected a lot to his usage. And so 
when we met, we had a lot of conversations about, you know, what's going on in the leather world and like who the leather people are. And I knew those people now um, very fast. Um, and so we, he asked me to help him co-produce the Day of Leather Advocacy, um, which was the first one, the inaugural. It was only supposed to be a one-off thing, but it ended up getting the LGBTQIA plus community in California, $76 million this year. Um, clap, clap. Right. Just little snaps, little snaps. Um, and we stood behind three bills and two of them got passed. Um, and so like, that was my, ah, like it, um, granted sex is so fun. Like PSA for everyone. If you've never done it, like make sure it's consensual, but do it. Have lots of it. Have lots of it. Like, you know, make sure that everybody involved is very aware of what's going on. Um, and you know, consensual and you know, there's, there's so many ways to feel good with another person. So, uh, just a side note. Do you have any special kinks you want to talk about? Oh my God. Uh, special. Well, um, okay. What are your kinks? Okay, so I flag. I tell everybody I flag fire. Um, I flag red, yellow, and orange. Mm. But is it okay? Orange is the one that always had me a little bit confused. Like left, okay, orange on the left. Yeah, is you want anything anytime, right? Yeah, anything anywhere. Always. But on the right side, is it don't fucking touch me? Well, I'm just it's, looking. It's is that not what like that is? that's the way I use it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, it really is. Uh, I'm just cruising right now. It's kind ah, of like the official way of saying that. But like that's I I love the dichotomy of that. I love that like there are times in which you go to a space and you're like, I mean get hung by like a suspension rope and like passed around in like, I don't know, a gyroscope fucking circle. But there's also times where you walk into somewhere and you're like, mm, I'm just kind of filling it out. You know, like I, I'm not sure what I want to do right now. I'm not sure if maybe in 15 minutes, I'm not going to switch this flag over and be like, let's go. But like, let me feel it out first. And I love that about the orange flag because all the other flags are like a, I am already doing this and I'm either doing it this way today mm -hmm. or this way today. Yeah. And so I, I, I don't know. I like, I like the orange. I think it's probably one of my favorites. I love how you say that as fire because you've got red, orange, and yellow. Yeah. Yes, God. Yeah. Also like this, uh, my entire persona, my entire leather persona. I mean, I do actually have a fursona. Um, at fur, furries is one of my kinks. Um, I have the distinct opportunity of hosting LA's first monthly furry play party. Um, that's fuzz. That's fuzz. At the bullet bar. At the bullet bar. There's in actually, North Hollywood. There's actually only two of them left at the bullet bar. We're going to be, uh, discontinuing it at the end of this year. Um, it may at, like, like my, fursona, like a Phoenix, like a Phoenix. It might rise from the ashes. We will see. Um, but yeah, so my fursona is named Volt, V-U-L-T, uh, which means he wants in Latin, um, and because he gets what he wants, you know? If, yes. Yeah, he does. Absolutely. Um, and he's a phoenix. Everyone right now thinks he's a raven or a vulture or a, like whatever. Okay, so <laughs> I, I am going to say, though, if you have not seen Colin in, in his fursona, um, it is absolutely magical, and every time I see him out as Volt, I'm I'm just like mystified. And we were we were at an event. Uh, I think it was um, oh the the L.A. Pup contest, uh, mm -hmm. or maybe it was right after that. And over the bullet, and he had it on, or he was inhabiting it. Let's just say it that way. 
and there were lights and everything, but he was sitting very demurely with the beak closed and having a conversation. And he was just nodding like, yes. Uh huh. <laughs> and it was so amazing. It was this giant fucking bird just like having a conversation. And of course, if he opens the beak, you can see his face. And uh, I'm just going to say you've got to see it. It is absolutely next level. Well, thank you. Uh, also, I'm not a crow or a raven. Um, I never said crow. I know. Um, everyone else does. I just like every time I get on a platform, I'm like, you'll see. He's just an ash. I am not a crow. Can I make you a shirt that says I'm not a crow and you have to wear it as Volt? I will absolutely do that. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I, I did just put in the lights so that people knew that there was a little something, something happening. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like a, like a phoenix, you know, every portion of my life kind of burned to the ground just before Leatherland started for me. And so I felt like I was building everything up feather by feather. And I thought, you know, what better way to represent who I am in all portions of what I'm doing right now than like sticking to that analogy. So, you know, I dove into my kinks specifically to see if I liked them. Uh, based on their colors, uh, which I think ever if you you know think that a hanky color is cool, just try it out, see what happens. Uh, yeah, seriously, I started wearing a gray hanky and I didn't realize that I was already there. <laughs> and I'm like, but I had like a gray jock and a gray hanky, and I'm like, this is already me. Yeah, and it goes with so much that I wear. Like, absolutely, uh, dark blue. Thank you most of the time. Hello, and I I flag orange quite a bit. So. Yeah. But it's always on the left side. Yeah. Thank okay. you. I'm, Ready to go. At least for right now. I mean, obviously, my son. Obviously, my son. That's right, baby. Okay. You're so blessed. tell me about Mr. Los Angeles Leather. <gasps> Mr. Los Angeles Leather um, was a, a crazy uh, experience. Um, you know, you go into these competitions um, re- not having any idea how they're going to go. Um, I can absolutely say I 100% did not think I was going to win. <laughs> um, I do have to say that being myself, I was already out there. Like I was hosting Sing Bitch, my karaoke every Monday. Uh, I was doing things in the community left and right. I'd done like, you know, uh, fundraising for this and volunteered for that just because like that's what I want to do with that's my That's who time. you are. Um, and so I guess that's kind of what stood out and helped me stand out. Um, and beside that, I am lucky enough to have like the greatest support network behind me now. Um, I mean, my, pack, are you talking about your pack? Yes. Yeah. My Tell pack, me about that. Number one is like absolutely the greatest thing that I've gotten out of this rebuilding and restructuring of my life. Um, so Volt is my persona, but also my handler name. Um, if you don't know what pup play is, then you've probably not been to a gay bar in the past five years. Um, <laughs> bam, bam, bam. Um, but also, like, if you don't know what pup play is, um, you know, do some do some research. It is a really, really, really beautiful explosion within our uh, queer community where people put on hoods. Uh, not oh yeah. You will hear. I um, think there's a ice cream truck driving there by is right always now. Always an ice cream truck. There's like there's a there's a parking lot with ice cream trucks down the street from my house, and like they always go by. You mean like they? It's like where they meet yes. up. No, it's like where they park at the end of the, in, beginning of the day and the end of the night. Like, like school park. buses. Yes. Wow. It's right down the street, and so I get like 15 ice cream trucks, like a day, going down my street. Wow. 
I mean, you're going to know if this is edited because the, the ice cream <laughs> truck will be gone. Well, you never know because like it could just be another ice cream oh, truck. Oh, maybe it's actually just a track I in, I put in the background. I love that. Okay. So uh, back to your pack. Oh, yeah. So back to my pack. Um, so yeah, I uh, p- back to pup play for a second. It is really, really beautiful. It is helping people who are possibly a little bit more timid find a way out of their shell they create a pup sona and they have a name they have a breed of dog that they kind of affi- uh, affiliate themselves with they you know play with each other there's these things called mosh pits um it's it really is a beautiful thing it does not have to be sexual um which i love anything within this kink community that can play uh, either sexual or non-sexual because that gives so much more of a breadth of who you can experience that with. Um, and yeah, it's it's just incredible. Uh, so my first puppy that I had uh, is no longer my puppy. Uh, sometimes for all of you handlers or want to be handlers out there, um, you don't have to hold your puppies next to you for their entire lives and strangle them. Um, you know, if a puppy isn't supposed to be yours, then let them out. And let them let them off their leash and let them do what they need to do. My puppy was beautiful enough to go through an incredible transformational process in their lives, and I am so proud of them. And we're still really great friends and see each other like as much as humanly possible. Um, my my pack formed after that started with a puppy who came down from San Francisco uh, to my first fuzz event, and we just clicked. And, like, he asked if he could be my puppy, and I told him, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I was like, I don't want a puppy. Uh, and then I was like, well, you know what? He mm. lives in San Francisco. Yeah. And he's so easy. Like, mm-hmm. I'll just, yeah. The answer is, yeah. You could be my puppy. I'll be your No. Mother. No. Well, okay. Well, okay, yeah. I mean, the sex was really good. Um, also, he's an amazing person. Shout out to Throttle. Shout out, Throttle. Throttle is on his way to Phoenix right now. He just showed me videos of him, like, in a sandstorm mm. um, with his North, uh, his NorCal handler. Um, so then after that, I very quickly ran into Doom, who is my alpha pup. Um, and he actually, the reason why I met him is because the Regiment of the Black and Tans uh, via John Wright gifted me a shot jacket, a vintage leather shot jacket that had been sitting inside of a, like... A, John's closet? No, no. It was sitting inside of, um, like, a warehouse. Like, a, what are those things called? Where, a storage building. Mm. Uh, where they keep all of their, like, stuff for events and things. But it was just sitting there and, like, gathering mold, pretty much. And I was like, what is this? And John was like, you can have it. I don't know whose it is. And I was like, okay, cool. So, uh, like... I, like, cleaned it up, and Doom came up to me and was like, is that a vintage shot? Like, with drool coming out of his mouth? And I was like, uh, I think so. Uh, (laughs) And then he schooled me on what it was and what it meant, and we also clicked. And then I was like, do you want to be my puppy? And he was like, yeah, I do. And then the twins, as we call them, uh, they are partners, so it's a little bit incestuous. Mm -hmm. Um, I have Diego, who's a wolf, and his partner is Ember, they, them. Uh, They are a fox. And so now I kind of feel like I've got this, like, 
I don't know, like a menagerie, a menagerie <laughs> of, of amazing animals, um, and all you, helmed by a phoenix, all helmed by a phoenix, um, and yeah, we're called Pack Tempest, and you know they have been my leading support through everything in Leather World, um, my Alpha Puff being the head designer for Ben Orson Leather meant that whatever crazy freaking weird ass dream scape I come up with in my head he just makes it for me um and you know Ben Orson Leather uh they were just absolutely like like no word other than incredible can encompass how they were to me um they have taken a little break right now. We're not sure what's going to happen for their like reemergence. Hopefully, like a phoenix, I'm Absolutely. just going to breathe that fire are into hoping. everyone um, that they reemerge re uh, in a different form. Um, but then also um, having rough trade gear behind me, having Adrian and Jessica being people who support me. I mean, there are people in this community who have been here forever, and like that type of longevity in any community is just a real huge beacon of who those people are. And so having them as mentors and not just sponsors has been phenomenal. And, and I had that as Mr. Regiment, but then when I became Mr. Los Angeles leather, it was even more, they like took me under their wings, even in an even greater capacity, their kindness, like knows no bounds. And then also like, I mean, Adrian, literally whipped me up a full fireman it's beautiful somebody turnout. might have worn it at a chili cook-off recently thanks daddy there might be photos there might be photos yes there are um but yeah so like it kind of seems like the leather world has gone a very specific way for a really long time um and i get to be one of the first not the first but one of the first um Mr. Los Angeles Leathers, who has gotten to do it the way he wants and like not the necessarily the way that people expect. So on that, do you feel like there's been maybe a little bit of gatekeeping or do you feel like the older ideas of, of leather for whatever reason, good or bad, have they maybe ever impacted you in negative ways or do you see it impacting maybe newer people to the leather community? I've actually had a lot of conversations about this recently. Uh, gatekeeping is a word that gets thrown out a lot. Um, and gatekeeping is a real thing. It is the process of people who are older or more established in a community uh, deciding who gets to and when and how somebody experiences something, just in case you don't know what gatekeeping is. Um, I personally believe that... That... The we call them the old guard. We might need to revisit the way that we label entire groupings of people within the leather community. But old guard, uh, they represent an entire generation of people who were killed. They were systematically, governmentally slaughtered by the thousands and thousands um, across the globe during the AIDS epidemic. Um, and so this reticence to let go of their traditions isn't necessarily in my head gatekeeping. I think that it is a representation of their love for the people they have lost. Um, I am fortunate enough to be a white cis man 
and can have conversations with both the old guard and I don't even know if we're calling ourselves new guard. I don't even like there's like old guard and everyone else. Um, so like, yeah, I get to have conversations and those conversations lead me to realize that there, there was a lot of fighting for representation, uh, in the seventies, eighties and nineties. And we are now doing the same thing as a generation. We are fighting for new types of representation. And I think that that fight is being done in a very, very different way because we don't have the AIDS epidemic to fight against. Mm -hmm. I feel like we are fighting each other right now because we don't have a big overarching need to fight something together. And that makes me sad. It's not really gatekeeping for me. It is, I had a conversation with someone in uh, the B&B, the Boots and Breaches, who is another uniform club here in Los Angeles. Um, and I was, I had this question that I kept asking people while I was going up to Mr. Los Angeles leather of where does kink end and where do you begin? Um, and I got a lot of different answers. Um, a lot of answers were like, okay, well that's a pageant answer <laughs> or like, well, I, I'm not asking you because world I, peace. Well, yeah, <laughs> all you need is a light condom. <laughs> um, no, like I, I really like some of them. Whenever you question somebody's being, it sometimes becomes like a like a, a pushback. Um, but I had this one person who said that kink for him was him because, and I had gotten that a few times. Like kink is all of me, and I was like, okay, yeah, that's cool. Except for that, like you don't flog people at the ATM, so like it's really not actually. <laughs> well, in San Francisco, I mean, you could if you want to, but like you know, people don't. Um, and so I was like, huh, okay. But this person said that and I immediately was like, uh, and then he was like, because for me during the AIDS epidemic, the only way that I could release or express myself as a gay man was to piss on someone. And that was not going to kill anyone. And that was not going to kill me. But that was a way for me to literally release something out of my body that would not hurt someone but would help me feel good. And I cried. (laughs) I was like, oh, the hanky code makes sense. Like, there's a reason why those things are there. It's not really gatekeeping as much as it is remembrance and reverence. And that, that was their community. And that's why people didn't mix. Like, there weren't, like, there wasn't fire back then. You didn't flag red, yellow, and orange. You flagged red, and you were a fister, and that's who you were. And that's because they found safety, like true lifelong safety in those friends that were also into that specific kink. So right now with the world opening up post-prep and doxypep, thank you, prep and doxypep, um, you know, we, we're still figuring it out. And that doesn't mean that somebody is gatekeeping or telling you that you can't do things your way. They're just trying to remind you that they did it their way and that that should not die. Right. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to take a break.
All right, so wait, wait. Uh, shout out to our other fake um, sponsor, which you should get sponsors, by the way. What are we talking about? Well, I'm currently working, um, working towards smoking cessation by using a an electronic device. We're gonna call it. Is it a vibrator? Well, I that mean, might help you stop smoking. That's true. I, yeah, well, do you wouldn't want that me, be amazing that if that be was the therapy incredible. for that? Like, vroom. you know, I feel like that's actually one of the ways that they started vibrators. Is that weren't they to a way keep people from smoking? No, to keep like women from being hysterical. No, but that's is that real. That's really sexist, and it's absolutely correct. Yeah, that's with from what I understand. Yes, they would use it as like a therapy to keep women from being quote. Okay, this is not what we're saying. No. This is what people used to say in like the fifties or something. Uh, hysterical. Yeah. I think we're going to cut that out. <laughs> no, my God. No, I don't okay. think it should be cut out. I okay. think that it's like a real, it's a historical thing. We're not. It's true. We're hysterical is a really not yeah. great word. But to I use think we should go back to, to using vibrators like for anything. Like, and, yeah. hey, you know, you don't know how to clean your room. Use a vibrator. That'll help. I mean, I would probably like somebody might pay you to clean your room while using a vibrator. Ooh, well, they have those butt plugs with the, the remote. Yeah. That's pretty I actually great. have one that is with an app, <laughs> and you can put it onto a musical beat. Okay, we're not we're, okay. Okay, but right. let's say that the smoking cessation device is called Plume, and um, are you making it, that up, John Smith? No, at, it's at Plume. It's almost that. It's almost called that. Anyway, okay. so just don't smoke. It's yeah, kinda, don't smoke. It's kind of unless it's a cigar because they're hot. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Yeah, but Whatever just you... do it at a party. And please don't put the ashes on my head when I'm blowing you. Thank you. Ooh. I will not Some people are very into that. Yeah, but I'm not. Yeah, also, like, let's talk about the fact that that actually brings up a really good That's thing. That's a thing, actually. That is a kink. I, f- I think they call it ashing. Yes, it's called ashing. And I know people who are very into ashing. And so I think that we forget sometimes that we need to ask someone. And it's not just about consent because they've given you consent, right? Like, you're wearing that orange yeah, hanky. I'm sucking your dick. Sucking your dick. But But also, I don't no want ashing. the ash on. But the only way that you can tell somebody that is if it happens once <laughs> and then you look up and you're that's like, don't fucking do that Yeah, with your mouth full. Actually, that's Talk with sort your of what full. I said. Good. But I was nicer because I really wanted to finish him off. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> but that, I, that was a good night. All right. So tell me more about IML. <gasps> IML. By the way, it is International Mr. Leather. And so whenever you see this year's International Mr. Leather, you do <laughs> not have to call Marcus. him. Come on, Marcus. Uh, you do not have to call him Mr. IML. It's already in the name. Like an ATM That's machine. That's like chicken tikka masala. Yeah. <laughs> or chai chicken, tea. Chai, chicken chicken masala. Yeah. We, we're just, we're kind of an illiterate race. We're um, dumb Americans. We are dumb Americans. But yeah, so International Mr. Leather uh, is a historic competition um, that I had never been to. Obviously, I'm very new in the community. Um, I was, uh, you know a drop-in, if you will. Um, And I went to IML not knowing what to expect at all whatsoever. Um, I knew that I was representing a lot of different organizations. I knew that I was representing myself and who I wanted to be. Um, I didn't know how to do that, really. I brought a shit ton of leather. (laughs) Um, I I see your leather closet. Did you take everything? Pretty much all of it, yeah. I mean... Also, like shout out to Los Angeles Leather Coalition. They paid for my overage charges Ooh. for my for my bags. Um, they Who did also you fly. They also pardon. Who did you fly? United. Go United. Go United. Did they serve you a meal? They. I cannot remember. Like honestly, it like that entire week was kind of a blur. <laughs> like I don't remember if I ate at all. 
period. I think you ate everything. I mean, so no crumbs. Actually, we'll Isn't get that to that. Is that what the youth say these days? No crumbs. The youths. Um, so okay, we'll we'll get to that. So I go. I think I'm gonna like. I'm like. I'm just gonna have fun. Like this. I've I've done a lot. <laughs> I'm like. I feel like I've represented who I want to be. I'm doing really well as Mr. Los Angeles Leather. I'm just gonna go and like have fun. And, like, not really care about the competition. Well, not not care about the competition. That's not true. Because, like, the amount of respect that I gave to it was really, really high. Uh, it's more of, like, a, the outcome. I wasn't, I wasn't, like, I have to win this or I will feel terrible. I also had never lost a competition before. Mm. <laughs> 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 um, and so, uh, you know, I didn't know, like, what to think or where I should be emotionally. Um, but I did know that. Everyone, the entire community circled around me and lifted me up, and it felt amazing. Um, I mean, there were some bumps in the road with bureaucracy, <laughs> um, but that's for another podcast. Absolutely. Tits and bits. Part two, tits and bits. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, no, I I get up to – I had a, a handler um, from the LELC, Um and they helped me with traveling. Um, they gave me advice. Um, there was like a little bit of mix up on rooms, and so they like took care of it. It was it was cool. I get there. Um, the first day, I'm like so excited. I like lay out all of my leather. Oh, by the way, I had like color coordinated, labeled every single day, like. Literally, if I wanted to, I had like leather set aside for if I needed to go and get ice. <laughs> like seriously, um, was it so, was it the like the zip up chap shorts? I mean, it was just a jock, obviously. Oh, okay, the ice jock, the ice jock. Um, but like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, I I really was so saying that I I didn't care about the competition is silly because bitch, you have a fucking ice jock. I have an ice jock. You care about this competition. <laughs> Um, and so, so I go, um, I don't know what to expect at all. I kind of feel like it's going to be like the local competitions and like regional competitions I've been to. Um, it was not anything like those. Um, I get there and it is true brotherhood in its purest form. Uh, the rituals, um, I mean, they were going through a really interesting year politically because of, um, a lot of internal organization organizational issues that they were going through. Um, there was a very large um, disembarkment of a portion of the competition for the boot blacks. Um, and I want to say very pro boot black. Lots of my puppies. Are beep, boot blacks. Beep, we love our boot blacks. Yes, we fucking do. Um, thank you for being the historians of everything we put on our body. Um, but you know, that being said, like they were trying very hard internally to, you know, open themselves up to pronouns and making safe spaces for lots of people. But brotherhood being a word that is not in my head gendered, fellowship, brotherhood, that type of thing, um, it was incredible. Like, you know, it wasn't frozen bananas in your butt, frat boy stuff, which is what I kind of thought I was going into. Um, and it was more of a close your eyes and visualize, um, you know, let's hug each other and like share a story. I cried more than I could have possibly imagined I was going to. 
Um, I don't want to ruin it for anybody who, like, wants to go and experience it themselves. Everyone's experience is different. Um, you know, it is – it's a competition, so it's also stressful. Um, once again, I went into it being like, I'm going to fuck everything. I'm going to, like – my dick is going to fall off. I brought Doxy. I am ready to go. Um, day one, I was so exhausted, and so I went out and had pizza with, like, one random IML brother that I had met. Um, who's amazing. Uh, and then the second day I ran into Apollo. Uh, uh, Sir Apollo is Mr. Eagle Atlanta. And for those of you that don't know me well, I moved out to LA from Atlanta. Uh, and so I had ties back there. Um, he is, I mean, I should probably ask him if I could talk to him, talk about him, whatever. Um, he is an incredibly beautiful human being um, used to be a Marine and as well as a retired Marine um, is now a ICU travel nurse, like very into caring for other people. Incredibly sexy, like ridiculously sexy. Um, and he came up to me because I was wearing my Ben Orson leather ringmaster uniform and told me that that's the coolest way he'd ever seen leather worn it's very impressive if you haven't seen it thank you doom and ben orson and also like another way that i could just show people that you can do leather any way you want um actually i was asked by jackson at ben orson whenever i brought this when we were having the first conversation um he asked me if i wanted to win and I told him, yes, I don't do anything unless, like, I at least have the goal at the end that I can win. And he was like, then you shouldn't do this. You should do a regular formal that is, you know, exactly like everyone else's, maybe has a little flair here and there, but you're not going to win. If you do this, you're not going to win. And I literally left that meeting and was like, I don't think I'm a Leatherman. Um, and it really was like a, a mind fuck. I had to call my puppy doom and be like am i a leatherman like what am i doing here it got imposter syndrome real bad um and then i slept on it for a few days went back into ben orson and i said jackson i answered the question yes i do want to win i'm going to stand behind that answer but it wasn't the full answer i want to win if i can be myself and this is me and he was like okay let's do it um and so like me getting to wear that was, I don't know, like a culmination of all the not-so-fun things that you go through in order to get to where you are. Um, it just felt good. I felt good. I looked phenomenal. Yes. Again, if you have not seen Colin, just check him out on his um, his socials. You've, you've got to see this outfit. It's it's fun. It's a fun one. Um, so, yeah. So this ridiculously attractive Adonis of a man, um, I mean, Apollo the God, um, comes walking over to me and is like, you look incredible. I've never seen leather done like this. And I'm like, oh, thanks. Uh, kind of giggly. And uh, then that was it. I spent every night of IML in mine or his bedroom. And we, well, had fun. I don't know if I should tell everybody, but like. They were washing windows. Sure, sure. Well, I mean, there was some against window stuff. But like, <laughs> um, but yeah, we just really, really connected. Uh, actually, there was this one time. <laughs> where uh, he's going to get mad at me, whatever. Um, <laughs> we were, we were watching, uh, uh, bridesmaids while having fun, uh -huh. stopped in the middle of having fun to laugh 
at a scene together hysterically. Is it the wedding Can dress in the middle of the scene? No. Or in the it was, street? It's the, the airplane scene. I love oh the my airplane God. scene. Oh, my God. Stove. Yes. Stove. We got a name is Stove. It's now, Steve. Help me. I'm poor. <laughs> Kristen Wiig is so amazing. Goddess. I swear to God. Goddess. Anyway, so this is the kind of thing that we did. And then immediately, like, without even, like, thinking about it, went back to having fun. Like, oh it was God. one of the best sexual experiences of my entire life. Because, like, you aspire for those things where you're, like, hardcore, upside down, like beating someone's prostate, but then also able to, like, pull out of them and laugh at Kristen Wiig. That was Thank my... you, Kristen. Thank you, Kristen. Also, like, sorry, Kristen, if you do not want to be associated with gay sex, but I feel like you always I are. I think she does. I think she does, too. Um, but, yeah, so we got incredibly close to the point of we still talk every day, and I'm actually flying to Atlanta for a month and a half to stay in his house. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, in, like... A week and a half. Um, granted, those are the types of connections that I didn't know I was ready for or wanted or knew how to even ask for, I guess, uh, in this process. Because having someone who connects with you in a kink level and also a life level is really difficult to find. Um, also, I want everyone to know. This is PSA from Colin McDougall, Mr. Los Angeles Leather 2023, Mr. Regiment 2023. PSA. PSA. PS Gay. PS Gay. Um, yes, darling. Okay, so for my PS Gay, I'd like to say that like <laughs> you're, you're, your you're kinks that, can change. Your kinks can change in the middle of you doing them. Your kink can change never. You can have the exact same kink. You can, you know everything in this space is not set in stone. Um, so don't think that if you are with a partner and uh, be it a play partner or a life partner and, whoa, uh, and um, so be it with a play partner or a life partner and like you're not on the same rhythm at that point in time, it doesn't mean that person is not your partner anymore. It means that you have to open up the communication. I tell everybody that kink is my biggest kindness and people make fun of me for it. But, like, it is the fucking truth. Like, there is nothing kinder or fucking sexier to me than, like, having a really, really not-so-fun conversation that opens seven more doorways of you getting fucked in a way that you hoped that you could have. So, like, open up the communication. Know that, like, kink does not have to be you. Kink is a part of you. It's a facet. Let it be. Thank you. That was brought to you by Plume. <laughs> That's right. Okay, we're going to take our last break. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Rough Trade Gear. Located on Sunset Boulevard in Los Angeles, Arenas Road in Palm Springs, and at the Barracks Bar in Cathedral City. Celebrating 25 years as your favorite place for fetish, gear, and accessories. Shop in-store and online for leather, neoprene, street gear, toys, lubes, swimwear, t-shirts, and more. Check out roughtradegear.com to find the hottest looks. Because you told me to record. Oh my God, please record. Break, I'm also, now recording through the Except break. for that now I don't have anything funny to say. That's fine. Well, I'll, I'll give you a, a, a hint at the end. I'll give you a little... Um, have you ever eaten Cheetos for breakfast? 
Yeah. Me too. I'd probably eat just about anything for breakfast. Have you ever eaten dick for breakfast? <laughs> Lunch and dinner. That's right, baby. Okay. Oh my god, my ears are hot. I know. Yes. Okay. This is our Daddy. final segment. We call it Daddy Issues. Oh my god, I, that's so apropos. Absolutely. Okay. Question number one: Are you a daddy or are you into daddies? Explain. Ooh. Well, thank you, esteemed judge number one of one, um, <laughs> and then everyone out there listening, everyone's judgy. Um, so judgy. I didn't know what daddy meant when I first got into this world. I remember the first time I was in. New Orleans, I think, the very first time anyone ever called me daddy during a sexual experience, and my dick went super soft, and I said, I swear to God I said this, I'm not putting your ass through college, and then I walked, I grabbed my stuff, walked away, and closed the door. How old were you? I don't know, like- Like 30, 25 or something? Like late 20s, early 30s. Mm -hmm. And I was like, there is no way someone's calling me daddy. Uh, Was he a twink? Yeah, I mean- Probably. I don't, some, some of them are. He was 12, wasn't he? He was, oh my God, he was definitely not 12. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> definitely, I'm definitely not a, as, as a survivor of sexual trauma. Okay. From, oh my God, Apollo is calling me. One second. Oh my God. Hey. Hey, wait, one second. I'm putting you on speaker. Hey, I'm doing a podcast interview and I just talked about you. A podcast interview? Yeah, a podcast interview. Yeah, there you go. About what? It's about... About leather in about, Los Angeles. He can't hear you. Well, he can hear you. Oh, yeah. About leather and... No. Oh, and, I heard him. Oh. He can hear you. Yeah. Technology. We, we just talked about the help me I'm poor and also having sex at the same time situation. <laughs> I love that topic. It's amazing. <laughs> this is just synchronicity, I swear. I love that topic. Okay, well, just because you happen to be like a pop-on surprise guest, I was in the middle of answering a question, and then I want you to answer it, and then I'm going to put you down, okay? Okay, so, are you a daddy? Do you like yes. daddies? Explain. Oh. Uh, okay, well, I'm at work, so the, ans- the, the answer to the first question is yes. Okay. Uh, the second question, I would has to be expounded on and I cannot do that here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's fine. I will say that like you are intimate details involved in that. (laughs) You're very much so daddy vibes. Like you you've got the boys. Uh, this is so it feels kind of dirty. Okay, then I'm just gonna ask Apollo this this was gonna be your question, but you have demurred. So Apollo, if you could have sex with any famous living or dead person, who would it be and what would the scene be? I don't know if you could say the scene, but who would it be? Like Einstein or like Beethoven or something. Both of which were probably a no. It definitely would be Chris. Um... Chris Farley? Pratt? No, no. Oh, Chris Farley? <laughs> <laughs> Go. Hey, he, was, he was sort of hot. No. Sorry. Chris Hemingsworth. Oh, Chris, He's not dead. Chris oh, wait. Hemsworth. Oh, that's right. You they don't say. have to be dead. I'm you did sorry. say that. Okay, so. Yes, Chris Hemsworth. Chris yes. Hemsworth. Good Go to know. Thor. Yes. Come on, Thor. Yes, Thor. Yes, exactly, Thor. <laughs> <sighs> okay, I'm going to let you get back to saving people's lives so that that way I can finish up this interview. Okay. Okay. All right. Sounds great. Okay, talk to you soon. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Ciao. Okay. I swear, that's just amazing. It is synchronicity. Okay, so. Wait, so daddy. Am I going back to being a daddy? I, I think done. we got enough daddy out of okay. this. Let's, let's end on this. What's the most unusual or terrible date or hookup you've ever had? Oh, my God. Actually, just like for time, because I obviously talk a lot. I will give you an example of what just happened to me last night. Um, so I 
was driving around of town. I'm not in, in typically, so I flicked open the Sniffies. Duh. Love Sniffies. <sighs> Thank you, Sniffies. And there was a guy. Hit him up. I love that in Sniffies, you can, like, in two minutes. Like, my claim to fame for Sniffies, I set up a four-way at my house in 15 minutes <clears throat> in Los Angeles. Amazing. But, like, I got, I, like, chatted this guy up for, like, I don't know, 37 seconds, got his um, his address, like the code for his building, the elevator, the directions to his room, blah, blah, blah. I go, he is a very attractive little otter boy with a gigantic penis. Tur- Applause. Turned over for me. It was beautiful. The experience was just all around like amazing. But like I wasn't even expecting to take my pants off. I was just going to like pump and dump and be like, ciao. We sat and chatted for a bit and like watched porn together. And then like I was like, okay, well, I'm like into it. So I like took off my pants. I like kicked off all of my clothes. We like fuck. I like in his I then went to the bathroom, like washed up a little bit, and then I left. And so I leave. I like go and do some things. I'm like two and a half hours, three hours later, I get out of my car and I realize my wallet is gone. <gasps> Did he steal your wallet? No, he did not. You know what's even better than that? He kept my wallet for me because it had fallen out of my pants and wrote me back. Yes, and wrote me back on Stuffies to be like, "Hey, I just want—I don't want you to freak out. Like, I've got your wallet here." Um, like this is my phone number, and then Sniffies gave the like, do not share your phone yeah. number, blah blah blah. Which this was a perfect example of why you should be able to do that on these types of apps. Um, and he was like, yeah. So after I finish up here, and I finally let you get back to your life. That's amazing, and I think that is a wonderful note to end on. Yes. So I just want to give a huge thank you to Colin McDougall. You are my everything, and I wouldn't be where I am if I hadn't met you. So. Mm. Thank you so much, Daddy. Thank you so much. I hope that you say that you have daddy issues because uh, you can say that. Always bring the daddy issues up with me. I love the daddy issues. Okay. Thank you so much for doing this, Doug. Absolutely. You are incredible. I'm so proud of you. You're gonna have an incredible run year. Make sure that you do it your way. And that if anybody comes at you to have them hit me up on Sniffies and I will <laughs> You'll fuck up. them. You'll fuck them will every fu- which yeah, way. I will. Now, where can we see you on the socials? You can see me on social at callmacpro, C-O-L-M-A-C-P-R-O, pretty much everywhere. As a way for me to say thank you as a send-off, um, I would like to give you a kiss on the microphone. Aw. A big daddy kiss. Daddy kiss. Wait, I'm, I'm moving the microphone, so we're getting closer. Ready? Okay. Mwah! Leather 101 is hosted and produced by Doug Milliken. Special thanks to Colin McDougall and Rough Trade Gear. You can follow us on Instagram at leather101pod and my Mr. Regiment Instagram at pipedaddy73. Thank you for listening. And as always, don't dream it, be it. <laughs>